Hey, what's up? We're Brave Youth, a youth movement happening all across Miami, starting at our home, Brave Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We can't wait to see how God's going to use it to change your life. Enjoy the message. You look good. Turn to your neighbor and say, you look good today. Yeah, turn to your other neighbor. Lift up your armpits. Say, you smell good today. Yeah. If you're single, turn to the cute girl next to you and say, you look single today. <laughs> then get their number. Then don't call them, but take the number home and pray for them. Pray that God in 20 years would allow you to have the beautiful specimen that you're sitting next to. Come on. Is anybody excited? Come on. It's the new year. Welcome back. Man, thank you so much for showing up tonight. Uh, man, I'm, I'm just excited, y'all. Like, it is 2020. Like, how many of you guys, how many of you guys, like, like you're like, yo, Pastor D, I didn't think I was going to live past 2016. Come on, holla back. Uh, but you made it, and, and you look good. And, man, I'm just so stinking excited uh, for what God is about to do uh, this year. Did anybody miss Brave Youth? Like, I missed you guys. I missed you guys. Like, Pastor Witt, she could tell you, like, every single night, I cried myself to sleep because I missed you guys that much. Um, and I'm so excited uh, for what God uh, wants to speak to us tonight. But before we, we jump in, come on. Like, like, I did the math. There are 47 Youth Wednesdays this year. Only 47 times we get to get together. Okay, turn to your neighbor and say, don't miss one. Okay, do not miss one because it's going to be crazy. We got a lot of stuff planned this year. Let me tell you some things um, that are happening. First, we have Encounter Weekend. Anybody excited for Encounter Weekend? Yeah. I am excited for Encounter Weekend. And listen, we want to, like, we just want to take over Encounter Weekend, okay? I don't know if you were there last year, but it was funny because they're like, is this a youth conference? Because I only see teenagers there. Listen, it is free for you guys to go. All the old people, they got to pay, okay? Find an old person in the room, just start laughing at them. Say, ha, ha, you have to pay. Ha, 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 I had to pay. <laughs> I had to pay to go. But listen, it's going to be incredible. We want to pack it out. There's also going to be an after party. Anybody like after parties? Come on. We are going to have a karaoke night in the kids' auditorium. It's going to be incredible. Um, and, and so, listen, we want you there. Also, coming up, hey, one-week registration is open, y'all. Come on. One week. Listen, if you were at one week last year, you know, it was one of the craziest um, weeks of your life. And if you thought last year was crazy, this year is going to be unimaginable, y'all. Okay, is anybody ready for 2020 at Brave Youth? Okay. It's going to be so good. Oh, and one more announcement. One more announcement. See, this is why you make notes so that you don't forget things, okay? Uh, Brave Youth, we are going to Los Angeles, California for a missions trip this year. It's going to be incredible. Listen, if you are interested to going to Los Angeles with Brave Youth on a missions trip where we get to go, we get to change people's lives, we get to go work with homeless, we get to go restore broken families, we get to go preach the gospel. It's going to be incredible. If you are interested, make sure you go back to the connection table. It is happening this summer, um, and registration is open for that as well. If you're interested, please come talk to us. We would love to take you on that, and we believe that it is going to change your life. Those are just a few things that are happening 
this year. But I'll be honest, I am so anticipating what God is about to do this year in 2020. Like truly, when, when the clock struck midnight, right, when it strikes midnight, yeah, it's when it strikes midnight and the ball drops. Um, when, it, when the ball dropped and I was looking out and I saw all these fireworks, I was like, pow, 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 pow. Me and my dog were like, pow, 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 pow. And we're watching all these fireworks and I was just like, that, that picture right there, that's what I want Brave Youth to look like this year. I want to see a bunch of firecrackers from Brave Wars to camp to a mission trip to internship. Come on, is anybody ready to see a move of God this year? I'm ready for a move. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready to move this year. Get ready to move. I believe it. I believe that God has called us to move this year. Like this year is going to be a year of movement. I, I, I truly believe that. How's he going to do it? He's going to use you. We're, we're starting a brand new three-week series called Youth Are the Answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Youth are the answer. I believe this with all of my heart. If you want to see change in the world, youth are the answer. If you want to influence culture in the world, youth are the answer. If you want to do something great in the world, I believe that youth are the answer. The only issue is, so many times people categorize you guys as the next generation, right? Like, like the generation that is up to bat next. You see, I, I, I believe this tonight. What if we stopped talking about the next generation and started talking about the now generation that's in this room tonight? What if we stopped talking about the next opportunity to change someone's life, but today we said, God, what is the now opportunity that we can go and we can begin to open doors? Oh, I believe that you are the answer. You're the answer to your schools. You're the answer to your family. You're the answer to your clubs. You're the answer to your friends. Youth are the answer. Come on, if you believe that, can you just give God five seconds of praise right now? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'll be, you guys didn't know. It's been four weeks since I preached, y'all. I'm fired up and I'm ready to go. Is anybody ready to preach back tonight? Like, listen, I'm not thinking about the next great awakening. I'm thinking about the now great awakening that's happening here in Miami right now, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I believe that the greatest awakening is about to happen in this room. Can I just have some crazy faith for just about five seconds and tell you, I believe the next great awakening is happening right now, and it's because of you being here tonight. I believe that. I believe that, that, that we aren't just going to be a youth group that people come to have fun, but people come here to catch a fire and carry a flame into every single area of influence that they walk into from Wednesday to Wednesday. See, youth are the answer. Turn your neighbor and say, you're the answer. You're the answer. I, I believe that, that God is asking us today who's going to be the answer. And he's waiting for some brave youth students to say, God, here I am, send me. God, God, I'm ready to fulfill your work. You see, I believe that, that there needs to be a now generation that's ready to step into the rhythm of what God is trying to do. Because here's the reality is that God is always moving. <laughs> like some, some of you thought, God, stop moving. Can I, can I be honest with you? God never stops moving. The reality is that many times, though, we stop moving. We, we stop moving and then we complain about God not moving and he's saying, no, 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 I am moving, but why have you stopped? 
See, I, I, I don't know about you, but as I look into 2020 and as I, I look into my future, I want to maximize the moments that I have to move. I want to maximize to my fullest potential the moments that I have to make a difference in somebody else's life. Why? Because the less I move, the more I miss. Like the less that I move, the more God does without me. I never want to be someone that God says, oh, because you weren't willing to move, I had to use someone else. I want God to look at me and say, oh, thank you so much for moving at my pace. Thank you so much for not stopping because it got hard. Thank you for letting me use you because you are the answer. You see, I believe that, that this year for brave youth, it's not a year of waiting. This is a year of movement. Somebody shout movement. Movement. I believe that we're not waiting on a word from God. We're moving with a word from God. I believe that we're not waiting on teenagers. I believe that we are moving with teenagers. I believe that we're not waiting for God to speak. We are moving because God has already spoken to us. It's a year of movement. Somebody shout movement. Yeah, I believe that. That God wants to use somebody in this room to move in an even greater way. So let's move today. Can we move today? Come on. Come on. Everybody just move a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Wiggle, wiggle. Wiggle, wiggle. Good. Come on. Let's move today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in Job 17.9, it says, The righteous keep moving forward. And those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. I want to be somebody who keeps moving forward. Anybody want to keep moving forward with God tonight? Come on, come on, come on. Listen, the title of my message tonight is Picture Perfect. Picture Perfect. Would you pray with me today as we get started? Dear Lord, I just thank you, God for this first message, God, this first word that you want to download into our hearts tonight, God. I pray that it would take root, God. And that this year we would see you move in even greater ways than you have ever moved before. And we give you praise already in advance because we know that the miracle and the breakthrough and the freedom and the deliverance and the redemption and the restoration and the healing is on the way. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Hey, if you're taking notes today, and you should because note takers are. Note takers are. You can write this title down, Picture Perfect. Me and my wife, we went to Hawaii uh, for Christmas break. It was amazing. How many of you ever been to Hawaii? Ever been to Hawaii? Oh, man, only some of you. I feel so bad, okay, because you are missing out on what just a sliver of heaven looks like. Okay, you need to go to Hawaii because it's one of the greatest places in the entire world. And 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 we went there and we spent some time with my family who lives out there, um, and it was amazing. And and I'm gonna be honest, it was one of my favorite Christmases ever. Anybody have a good Christmas? You just had a good Christmas, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anybody had a bad Christmas? Like Santa didn't come through on your list this year. That's okay. Well, I had a great Christmas because um, I went, and it's so funny because I have a bunch of little nieces and nephews, and Blaze got to celebrate her first Christmas in Hawaii with her cousins. It was incredible. And on Christmas night, we flew in and we were there and there were like hundreds of presents under the tree. First thing I thought, I was like, dang, Santa ain't never got me this many presents. Okay. These kids is spoilt. And, and, and it was so funny because the kids ran in and they saw the presents and they started freaking out. Okay. Like, like it was like they were on drugs. They were like wigging out. Like, ah, 
And so I started, I was like, oh my gosh, like they're going to eat the presents. They're not even going to unwrap them. They're just going to eat them. I don't know what's about to happen. And it was so funny because as I began to watch them open these presents, they were so tenacious and they were so aggressive and they would lift it up and they were like, ah, my gosh. And then they would throw it and then they would open the next present. And it was like, you didn't even like that present. They were just like, they're just like unwrapping things. And, and, and the little babies who just like, they don't really know anything. They're like, just like playing with the paper and they think that the paper is the present. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved being at Christmas with my family. And I remember one of my nieces, her name is Jovia, but we call her George. Um, and she's cool with it. Like, she's, like if you ask her, what, what's your name? She'd be like, oh, my name's George. Um, and truly, truly, and, and she opened up this present. It was amazing. It was her favorite present. It was a Barbie doll Lego set. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big time. Big time. And, and she opened it up, and she ran over to me. Now, listen, if you are an uncle, or uh, uh, an aunt in the room today, then you know how this feels. But she came up, she crawled in my lap, and she said, Bubba, will you build this with me? And my heart just melted. I started weeping. I was like, yes, I'm in this. So we run over to the table, we open it up, and we start pouring out all the Legos. If you know how Legos work, then it seems like thousands, and you start looking at the Legos, and you're like, this isn't going to work. And so we start pouring them out, and, and, and uh, throw the box, and we're like, all right, let's build. And she says, wait. Don't throw the box. I said, why not? She says, because the box has a picture on it. And we need the picture in order to build the Legos. Otherwise, we're not going to know what it looks like. Mm. Mm. My niece didn't even know that she was preaching. I wonder how many times we try to build our lives but fail because we don't have a clear picture of what God is trying to do in our lives. So we just unload the Legos and we throw away the picture and then we try to put the pieces together. But because we don't have a clear picture of what he's trying to do in our lives, we fail. And we think that God failed us, but really we just forgot the picture that he painted for us. See, my niece was preaching to me. I was like, oh, dear Lord, brave you don't know what's coming. So she said, hey, I need you to grab the, the picture because without the picture, we can't know the process. Without the picture, we can't know how to better prepare. Without the picture, we can't have a plan to put the pieces of your life back together. You see, many times I think that, that we try to aimlessly build we try to aimlessly strive. We try to do all of the right things. But because we don't have a clear picture walking in to our project, we fail. And then we always find ourselves back in a state of depression, back in a state of fear, back in a state of saying, you know what, maybe I'm not good enough to continue building my life. Well, maybe you are good enough. Maybe you just need to be reminded of the picture that God has painted for you. You see, I believe this is that, did you know that the enemy would love for nothing more than for you to forget the picture that God has spoken to you? Why? Because when you forget what the picture looks like, you will always default to your failures. You will always default to your past. You will always default to your mistakes and your mishaps and the things that didn't go well in your life. And you will look at the picture and you will say, well, I can't ever look like that, so I guess I must be this. You see, that's why I love God's word, because did you know that God's word is a mirror that shows you the picture of yourself? 
Oh, that's why you got to know your word. You see, coming into 2020, God gave me a picture for my life. He said, Darison, I need you to fall in love with my word again so that you can know what direction you need to go in your life. Listen, if you've never picked up your word, then it's going to be hard for you to know the picture that he's painted for your life. You might be in this room today. You might say, man, I just don't feel like I'm accepted by God. Well, God paints you a picture in 2 Corinthians 6.18, and he says, and I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord. You might be in here saying, man, I, I just feel ugly today. Well, well, God painted a picture in Genesis, and he said God created you in his own image. I mean, I, I don't feel like I like who, who I am. Well, guess what? God paints a picture for you in Psalm 139, and he says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God, your works are wonderful, and I know that for well. You might be here to this, today and say, God, God can't use me. I love it because he paints a picture in 1 Peter 2.9. It says, you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation, and you are my special possession. That's why you got to know your word because your word is a mirror. Your word is a mirror. Many times, though, we turn away from the mirror, and we begin to look into the reflection of our past. We begin to look into the reflection of our Instagram. You look in the reflection of your Snapchat. You look in the reflection of your TikTok. Dang, that one hit. We're going to let that one marinate for a little bit. Yeah. See, that's why you need to know his word. Because his word is a perfect picture. And now that I have a perfect picture for my life because I know his word, I can start putting the pieces together. Now that I have a picture, I can start moving in the greater that he's called me to. Is there anybody that wants to move into the greater that God has called you to this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but I, I want to move into the greater. Uh, by, by the end of, of 2020, I want to look back and say, man, God, God, you have built my life even greater than it was before. God, I, I want to move into your greater. That's why James 124 says, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at the, his face in the mirror. And after looking at himself, he goes away and he immediately forgets what he looks like. In other words, when we take our eyes off of the picture, we forget who it is and what it is that God wants us to be and do. See, what, what picture has God given you for 2020? Well, what's the mission that he has set out for you to accomplish this year? I believe God wants to download a picture in your life today. If you're taking notes, and you should because note takers are. I want to give you three things. Three things. Why a picture? Why a picture? Why a snapshot from God is important for you to live this year? Watch this. Number one, watch this. A picture produces clarity. A picture produces clarity. You see, if you've ever built Legos, before the task is accomplished, it's not easy, okay? And now, I, I don't know how you grew up, okay, but I grew up in the hood, okay, where we played with Legos. And, and when people would try to jump us, we would run, and we would pour out our Legos on the floor so that they stepped on them. <laughs> we were thugs. I loved Legos growing up. I loved them. Okay? But I mean, no, when you open the box and you start pouring the Legos out, all of a sudden you have a lot of pieces and not a lot of the picture. 
You have a lot of things that are supposed to go together, but this does not look like that. It was funny because as we started building, and this was like a huge Barbie mansion. It was, it was pretty incredible. Okay. And, and for the next three days, we started building this thing. But upon the first two hours of us building, my niece said, hey, you know what? I, I don't really want to build anymore. I want to go play with my other toys. And, and I said, but, but George, look at this. And then I picked up the box and I said, and look at that. And the moment that she looked at the picture, all of a sudden, she saw clearly again. And she said, I don't want this. I want that. I, I want to help somebody today that has settled with a mediocre miracle that has settled with the medium version of something that was supposed to be greater, but because you lost the clarity of your picture, you settled for something that was good, but today, God wants to remind you of the picture that is great. Why is a picture so important? Because it brings clarity. It brings vision. It brings wisdom for you to say, listen, God, I know that this is just a piece of the puzzle. But I know that every piece is just a detail in the greater picture that you are trying to create in my life so that when I look back on my life, I can say, oh, I'm so thankful that there is not a white, empty space on my canvas. All the pieces fit together. God wants to fit all the pieces together. But before you can not try to discredit the pieces, you got to know the picture. Usually the picture brings clarity. It brings clarity in your life, and it gets you back on track. You see, I want to be someone that at the end of the day, when God looks at me, he said, hey, you handled all of your pieces well. Did you know that Blaze is just a piece of my story? Did you know that Brave Youth is just a piece of my story? Did you know that my wife is a piece of my story? Did you know that my health and well-being is a piece of my story? And if I mess up on any of those pieces, then my picture will not be complete. I want to leave this earth saying, God, these are all the pieces. I still have them all accounted for. God, now put the pieces together. A picture brings clarity. Number two, watch this, watch this. A picture produces expectation. Yeah, a picture produces expectation. I love it because as we're building this Lego set, we're building, we're building, we're building. We're like, man, this doesn't look like anything. Man, what is this thing? This doesn't look like it's going to go there. But as we begin to look at the picture, we're like, oh, man, we are so stinking close to finishing this project. I feel like sometimes in life you can lose your expectation, and then you can fall off. And when you fall off, it's easy to fall off into a detour. You see, that's why when, when you're going to church and you're just like, man, you know what? Like, church just ain't doing it for me. Like, like brave youth, like it's fun, but it's not that fun anymore. All of a sudden, you begin to fall off, and, and your expectation begins to grow less and less for Wednesday. But, but notice the thing about expectation is that expectation transfers. 
It always transfers, so it might be getting less and less in this direction, but now it's going to be more and more in this direction. So you might be saying, well, well, Wednesday night, it's not that fun anymore. I, I'm just not that expecting. God hasn't spoken to me. I, I still see all these pieces, so now I'm going to go to a party on a Friday night. Now I'm going to go hang out with friends instead of going to youth because, because I, I, I'm just not expecting anymore. So I'm going to transfer my expectation into a girl, into something else, into success, into my club, into my sport. And all of a sudden... God is saying to you, you know, you've lost sight of the picture. You, you, you've lost sight of the thing that I'm calling you to. And so now you're chasing after all of these other things. You see, Philippians 3.14 says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. See, what if there were some brave youth this year? That said, you know what? I know that it doesn't look good right now. I know that I can't see far right now. I know that I don't feel it right now, but I am going to press on. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep stepping. I'm going to keep staying in the rhythm of what God is trying to do so that I can see the prize in my own life. You see, I'm expectant. And because I'm expectant, I'm ready to move. I'm going to invite the band back up. You see, in Ezekiel 37, I love this story. It's, it's of this man named Ezekiel, and God is speaking to him. In Ezekiel 37, verse 1, it says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, Bones that were very dry. Watch this. He said, he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise. There was a rattling sound and the bones began to move. Let me break this story down for you. Ezekiel is standing in this valley. God speaks to him, and he gives him a clear picture of what is about to happen. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was standing in a valley of dry bones, and God spoke to me, and he said, hey, you want to see these bones live? That would just begin to stir up an expectation in my heart. Because I know his word. And I know what God is capable of. Picture produces clarity. Clarity produces expectation. All of a sudden, Ezekiel is stirred with an expectation in this heart. And it says that he began to prophesy over these bones. What is prophesying? It's an expectation out of your mouth declaring that, God, I know I haven't seen it yet, but you put an expectation in my heart so I know that one day I will begin to see these bones move. Watch this. 
A picture produces clarity. Clarity produces expectation. Expectation. Why is a picture so important? Because it produces movement. Movement. Let me read that last verse again. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise. There was a rattling sound, and the bones began to move. I love it. Ezekiel has an expectation in his heart, and his expectation led to movement. You see, here's what I believe sometimes. I believe sometimes we can get go so caught up in the things that we want that we lose our expectation, that we lose the awfulness of God, that we lose the wonder of God, and all of a sudden we begin to prophesy over the bones, but because we have no expectation, nothing moves, nothing changes, nothing is any different than 2019. Some of you have already walked into 2020 and nothing has changed. Want to know why? Because you haven't raised the level of your expectation. You haven't begun to prophesy over the dry bones and say, oh God, I wish you would help me with my grades. Oh God, I wish you would help me with my family. Oh God. I wish you would help me with my job. Oh God. I wish you would help me with my Bible club. Oh God. God, would you make these dry bones live again? Would you make these dry bones live again? I love it. Me and my wife. <sighs> How many of you have ever seen my black car? My black car, my Kia Spec 5. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I didn't like that car. And every time I would drive it, you know, like, like when you're driving and you see somebody that you know, and you're like, dang it. And you put your head down, you know, like, like, I had that car for a real long time, y'all. And coming into 2020, I was praying and I was just believing. I was like, God, I need a new car. And I started praying. I started prophesying that so much that, that we prayed with one of our pastors in Hawaii, one of the pastors in Hawaii. And we were like, man, we just need a car. Okay, it's going to open up opportunities for us at our workplace. It's going to open opportunities for us to transport teenagers. It's going to open opportunities for us to, to just do more in our community. And when we got back, we got a car. Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was an answer to prayer. And the way that we got the car was a way that only God could make it happen. So we got the car. And the thing that I love about the car is that now we have this thing called roadside assistance. See, my black car, ain't nobody wanted to assist that car. Okay? But, but now I have this car, and it has this thing called roadside assistance. What does that mean? That means that if I get a flat tire, if my car gets broke down in a place that it's not supposed to be, 
if my car gets broken down on a street of movement, but I am stuck, stagnant in a place because I'm broke down, all I have to do is call the roadside assistant and he'll come and he'll fill up my tires. He'll make sure that my car is ready to go and he'll get me back on the place of movement, headed in the direction that I'm supposed to go. Oh, some of you know where I'm going. Did you know that today in this room, God has sent some roadside assistance in the form of Jesus Christ to fill your lungs with air again, to put some skin on the dry bones and to get you back in a place of movement. If you believe that, give God a shout of praise. Come on. All across this place, would you stand up to your feet today? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, we're going in. We're going in in 2020. Why? Because we were called to move. This youth ministry, this church, this movement was called to move. If you're in this place today, you might be here today saying, man, I feel like those dry bones. Man, I feel like those Legos that aren't put together yet. Man, I feel busted down. I feel disgusted. Man, I feel like all of these different things are going wrong. Can I tell you today that there is a God who wants to send some roadside assistance your way so that you don't have to be stuck anymore, but so that you, don't, you can be moving in the direction towards the picture that he's painted for your life. Some of you might be here today saying, I don't know what the picture is. All you got to do is open this book. Because he calls you a son and a daughter. He calls you a champion of faith. He calls you more than a conqueror. He calls you victorious because of Christ Jesus. That is your picture. Some of you, you haven't been walking in that direction. And, and, and can I just tell you that when we finished the Lego house and we looked at it, it was even better than the picture. Because the picture was a 2D print. But now that the picture was complete, I had something tangible that I could go and I could show off to all the other nieces and all the other nephews. My niece was grabbing it and she was like, Pop, Pop, Grandpa, Grandma, look at my Barbie doll house. Look what we created. Look what just happened. Can I tell you that God doesn't just want to complete the picture so that you can look at it and say, wow, I did great. No, he wants you to look at the picture and he wants you to pick it up and he wants you to go to your friends and he wants you to go to your school and he wants you to go to your family and say, look, what God has done in my life, he can do it to you too. Come on, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in this room today, you might be here today and you might have forgotten the picture that God has painted for your life. You might be staring at a different reflection. You might be looking for, for, for the acceptance of the world, but God is saying, hey, you've already been accepted by me. All you got to do is look in my direction. That's you, and you're here tonight, and you're saying, man, I, I just need a picture, God. God, I need you to give me a picture, God. I need you to call me again, God. I need you to put purpose in my life again. God, I just need you to remind me that I am a son and daughter of the one true God. If that's you in this room tonight, would you raise your hand on a count of three? One, two, three, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Almost every hand is raised in this room tonight. Come on, it's amazing. Dear God, right now I pray 
that all across this room, God, you would begin to download a word, God. You would begin to download a vision, God. You would begin to download a calling, God. You would begin to download a purpose, God. You would begin to download a picture of what it is that you've called us to be in 2020, God. And I pray that we would run the race that you've marked out to us, God. Not looking to the left, not looking to the right, but looking forward, God. Moving, 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 moving in your direction, God. If you're in this place tonight, maybe you're here and you're just saying, man, I, I feel like a broken down car right now. I feel like a broken down vehicle. Like, like maybe you, you feel like some dry bones and you're just like, man, God, I need you to come and fill my tires again. I need you to come and fill my faith again, God. I need you to come and tweak the thing that has been keeping me back, God. If that's you tonight and you just need a touch from God, if you're in this place tonight you don't even know God, you don't know him as your Lord and your Savior, maybe you've never accepted him into your heart, but tonight you want to say, God, I want to start my year with you, with your roadside assistance. If that's you in this place and you want to say yes to Jesus tonight, on a count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Go ahead and raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. One, two, three. Good, 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 good. Amazing, amazing. Would you all pray this prayer with me as we close today? Everybody say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. I say yes to you. Forgive me of my sins. I choose your way. Fill me with your breath and your life. This year, I say yes in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, one more time. Can we give God some praise tonight? Thanks for hanging out with us. If you like this message, hit subscribe and stay connected by visiting us at brave.guide. We'll see you next time. And remember, no turning back. The best is yet to come.